everyone. Welcome back to Until You Make It. My name is Chris. Sitting next to me, as always, Michael Yadvish. And our guest for the day, Miss Abby Toads. Hello. This <laughs> is I, Abby. <laughs> Of toads. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> you were looking at me, so I'm like, of toads. <laughs> <laughs> um, Abby is a wonderful, wonderful artist who has, over the last year or so, I guess you could say, grown quite a following for her wonderful, uh, mushling, uh, what, what would you call them, creations? Yeah, little creatures, I guess. <laughs> little fungi creatures. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Abby has been a good friend of ours ever since I followed her home uh, that one day and uh, banged on her, her window. and Pretending um, to be a werewolf. like Yeah, I was trying to get into her house, pretending to be a werewolf. And uh, ever since then, we became best friends. Yeah, you know, it's just how it goes. Well, Mike does have a famous werewolf impression. That's, that's He did do it the first night I met him. That is true. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. We were playing uh, one night and he transformed before my eyes. <laughs> it's, a game where, it's a game where you're hunting whoever is the werewolf so i thought it's a good idea that if you always pretend to be a werewolf every single round then like you just keep doing genius this genius <laughs> no one will know if you're lying or not well i gotta i gotta give credit to abby because i don't know if i would have kept hanging out with mike if i saw his werewolf impression that's what i knew that like we'd get along <laughs> The first time I hung out with Jackie was at the beach house, and I did my raptor, my dinosaur impression. Wait, what beach? My beach house? Make, Your beach house. They make friends for life. Is I don't remember that. Well, anyway, so yeah, it seems like it's working. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, maybe introduce yourself or kind of what you do, and then we'll kind of dive into how that got started. Okay. So uh, I'm Abby, Abby Toads on the internet, um, and I basically just... Uh, I draw a lot of things that are in nature, mostly mushrooms. Um, as you're aware, if you've heard of the mushlings, uh, that's kind of what I do. I mean, I draw every day. Um, I started selling on Etsy back in June last year, um, and it quickly turned. It went from posting my art online, seeing if I can get like any kind of following, to being my full time job, which is just crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the craziest part. Yeah, you you've always kind of been an artist, you'd say, right? So yeah, like, I mean, like I always liked drawing, and I, I I mean I loved it growing up. Like I would make like children like little booklets. My mom kept like all my books from when I was little of the random stories about like superhero kangaroos or frogs or whatever. Um, and she has like almost all the drawings I ever did. Uh, back and when, that's back when you did the good stuff. <laughs> good stuff before, before I sold out. To... You sold out. Now, now Abby Toad's just a cash grab. Back when she did superhero <laughs> kangaroos, that's that was the good stuff. That was the good old days. I need to go back to the. You need to go times. back to superhero kangaroos. Um, but I never really thought I could like. I was always kind of intimidated to go into like a field like that because like you hear like there's so much competition, and I'm like, is that even like a stable career? Maybe I should study something else. And like, thankfully, I also liked math. And I mean, I like a lot of stuff. So I was like, I'll go to school for math. That seems like a safe bet. Um, and it was but then when I started posting my art online, and it turned into like something, it had the potential to turn into something more, I'm like, I have to go for it. Right, right. And, and this is something you, you hear a lot, too. I mean, I think everyone has both the thought and kind of almost their parents telling them too of like, you know, I, I wanted to be a musician when I was in middle school or whatever, I, you know, I, I was gonna go for that and do that. But then Basically, society tells you there's no money in that. Yeah. You shouldn't do it. Um, that should be your, you know, 
you can have it in your life, but it's going to be tough to to succeed at. Um, yeah, it's such a generational thing. What you were saying, like your parents telling you, or or just viewing these things as a hobby, which is probably what a lot of them did. Because even my mom, being an artist, and went to school for art and fashion and stuff, and uh, yeah, she worked at a job for it, but never really had the opportunity to like be an entrepreneur with it. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. The, I mean, obviously the tools are different now, what we have to use and the kind of audience you can reach and who you can, who can actually see your artwork is way different now than it was in like the eighties and nineties. So I, it's weird. I don't, cause I don't even know, like, how do you even, how do you even be an artist in the eighties and nineties <laughs> yeah. before the internet existed? It's just like art shows. And I think that's right. more about like why they're always like, well, you need a connection to get big, but it's like, if you're posting out there, someone's way more likely to see it. But back then, if you didn't have that connection to go into like museums or become like an artist painting your own stuff, it's a lot harder because how are you going to even connect with them in the first place? Yeah, the sheer volume has like increased exponentially because of the internet, um, which leads us to what happened to your little yeah. company now almost, right? Yeah. Like a brand, a full brand. So tell us the full story of you. This is like, this is over COVID, right? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I was working at a pharmaceutical company, like doing just like coding and stats stuff. And I had a lot of free time because it was work from home. And, um, so I started like drawing more and I was like, you know, I'll post it online and maybe I can like start just a little story. Cause like my original idea was to have a story about Mort the toad and a little moth. And they're going on, yes, more the toad. <laughs> um, uh, Mike is wearing the Abbey Toad swag as we speak. It's an original piece. I wanted to do a like a children's book about their adventures, I guess, through like a garden. Because like when I grew up, I spent a lot of the time just like sitting in my garden trying to find toads and salamanders or whatever. Um, and I kind of wanted to just bring back that like show that like magical feeling through like a children's book. And um, I started posting on Reddit and. Like my the art like the drawings got like thousands of likes and I'm like oh my gosh this is like this is so cool because I think Reddit is a good place to start out posting your art because it's not so reliant on an algorithm like people can sort by new and if it if people like it they'll upvote it and then it gets on like a the hot page and get even more likes. Um, so like once I started doing that, I was like way more motivated to keep drawing because all the people were like, you can make a book out of this. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> um, so I was doing that. And then I made a drawing of or I made it. I painted the mushroom dragon with all the little mushlings around it. And people were like, those little mushrooms are so cute. And then I kind of had from there kind of like snowballed into maybe I should make like them more detailed to make like a identification poster. Um, cause like a lot of the drawings I started out doing, I was, it was stuff that I wanted to have like in my house. Like, so like the mushroom dragon, like that would be a cool thing to put on a wall. And then I was like, oh, I can make the identification poster to go along with it. Cause it's like zooming in on the, the little guys in that painting. Um, and from there, I mean, those, the two, much, I, I first started with like the blusher and the chanterelle or chanterelle we should put these up on us yeah i was right? thinking that I was, no it would be really cool right yeah um <laughs> i started with those two and they got like i think like ten thousand likes on reddit and uh so i like started my i had my instagram going and from the reddit people like they kind of came over to instagram to get that like initial uh i guess boost of followers and once you kind of like start 
getting like more and more on Instagram, it's kind of easier to acquire as long as you just keep yeah. not, not pumping out content, yeah, but well, like it's a little know? bit of a snowball effect. Like yeah. there's already people there mm-hmm. um, that I mean, how does, how does it how did it feel initially to have just like a hundred? I mean, getting a hundred, I'm like, this is the coolest thing. I mean, like my goal when I started the Instagram and like to make the book, I'm like, if I get a thousand followers in a year, that would be like, I made it as an artist. Like I I should keep doing this. And then I got a thousand in a couple months and I'm like, this is, I'm just crazy. (laughs) You know, the, the cool thing I think that Abby does, I think she still does it to this day is like everything that she has, drawn or came up with or that she sells or all things that she just thinks would be good that she wants like i want that i want i i I would like some socks (laughs) i want sweatshirts or i want t-shirts so it's i want a plushie like i want a plushie so it's it's all things that are very personal to abby that she wants in her own home in her own life that she wants to wear that she wants to whatever or even tattoo on her whatever you know and i i think that's Another key ingredient that why maybe people connect with her art or connect with her as an artist is that she is so much a part of her art and she's not just selling the stuff. She's not just saying like, I want to sell socks because I think that's going to make me a couple thousand dollars. She wants to, I want to wear a pair of socks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I'm going to work with the manufacturer. So, oh, how much do I need to sell to make this so I can get a pair? She doesn't even care. Let's go for it. Yeah, let's go for it. So I think that's really cool because it it makes it more personal and makes it everything that she makes is like, you know, that her heart was in it, that she wants it. Yeah. And I think that's like the dream for like a lot of artists. And I, a lot of people do strive to do that. I think I'm just lucky that people also think the mushlings are cute because like I would want to keep drawing them. But I imagine like it does it would get discouraging, I think, if I kept doing it and like it didn't get any attention. But I think it's like really important to just keep trying because you'll eventually find your audience. And it's like so much more rewarding to draw what you want and like be happy rather than worry about like what the public wants to see. Yeah. So th- this kind of reminds me of when we were talking about, uh, um, oh, that's right. I think you were a Joel Haver fan as well, right? I'm very, oh, very yeah. big. <laughs> so good. Um, but it kind of reminds me of, of his story. He was saying kind of the same thing of like mm-hmm. the audience is out there. Um, it's just on you to be, you know, consistent enough and, and uh, you know, motivated enough to, to eventually have people find you, you know? Mm. It, and that's what it is, is people, people finding you through the mm. internet, um, you know, to, regardless of how much, you know, publicity you yourself do or try and put out there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that same old story of, you know, the people are out there. It's just a matter of time. I also love that. Like, I love making fan art and like, like the Koroks did really, really good um, with the little like the tree versions that I did of the Koroks. Um, and I think that's why I got another big boost of followers from there. But now like if I post something that isn't a mushling related, like it gets less likes where it's usually like fan art does better. But for me, it's like people just like my followers just like follow me for the mushlings. And That's like, so you funny. guys are so cool. Like, I think they're all so amazing. What What was your main platform? Just Instagram? Um, Yeah, Instagram. And like, I, I get like, I started on Reddit, but I don't really post it there as much anymore. Um, Because I mean, the subreddit for art, you can only post every other day anyway. But like I'll sometimes post there if it's like a bigger piece. Um, but definitely Instagram now is the bigger thing. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah. Have you been doing TikTok stuff as well? Yeah. Instagram. Occasionally. 62,000 followers. TikTok, 16,000 followers. Etsy, 3,300 sales with 972 reviews. <laughs> Amazing. Did you, did you memorize that before you came yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were reading something. I brought a sticker for you. <laughs> Damn. 
So what I'm hearing is you're basically like the the publicity guy for <laughs> Bye Abby Toads. Bye Abby Toads. Yeah. Bye. Your dad's always on very on top of uh knowing like the numbers too. Like he's always yeah. like, Oh, you hit this like this many sales. <laughs> he does that with our with our movies too. Uh-huh. He watches uh he goes on and checks the view count, checks mm-hmm. the comments, see what the new comments are, or he'll text me like, "Do you see what this guy said?" <laughs> or, or so he does that with Abby Toads too. He'll like check the numbers and check. He always checks. I guess he clicks on the link tree. He, yeah, my dad literally, Chris, my dad literally signed up on Instagram just so he can follow Abby Toads and track <laughs> and track her progress. There you go. See what she posts. <laughs> yeah, we're all rooting for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, one thing you said. Uh, that you're not a, a like either classically trained artist or that you didn't go to art school or anything yeah. like that. Um, I was curious to ask you because we Chris just uh, Chris just put out a video recently about about videos mm-hmm. that you should watch uh, if oh, you get yeah, into video production. Yeah. So if you're a video production person, these are some some videos that Chris thinks are like some staple videos that you know you should kind of know about and be aware of, and they're from all, a bunch of different creators and stuff. So I was curious to, to know like. What kind of resources did you pull from? Do you still pull from resources like that educational stuff? What kind of people do you follow? What kind of things do you watch? And as far as like the point of it being like for someone who is trying to get into digital art and stuff and mm-hmm. like, you know. Um, well, actually the first, one of the first things of digital art, I definitely can say like I, uh, Patrick McHale, I think is the lead artist for Over the Garden Wall and um, or either... It's either him or just, I think I forget the name, which is bad. But the one of the artists put out a video on his YouTube channel of like how he did the background for like one of the scenes in Over the Garden Wall, which is like, and they're they're all like really pretty because they wanted it to feel like a classic Disney movie. Um, and I'm like, I want to start animating, so maybe I should go off of one of my favorite animated things I've ever seen. Um, so I watched like how he did the digit, like how he drew like the trees and like how it's almost like a painting and I tried to like mimic that with my first animation like I basically just followed along with the video and like has kind of like an ode to the show um and like that helped a lot and I was like uh finding like brush packs from other artists um like I used to like draw like every blade of grass individually but then like you see what other artists do and how they have brushes that just kind of do it very easily so like I feel like digital art there's so much potential and it might take you a while to like get there but there's kind of a lot of shortcuts that you learn along the way and like now i think i might like it more than traditional art um right but i basically just like follow a lot of artists and i kind of some helps when they have like process videos like seeing how they use their markers or how they do the watercolor um i kind of just kind of learned techniques from that and made it my own i guess (laughs) i was just re-watching the old clips of the show mike where we were talking about how we can't draw (laughs) (laughs) And remember, I said we should do a storyboarding uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. I was saying we should do a a competition to see who would do a worse drawing of like (laughs) a scene from a movie or something. (laughs) I still think we should do that. It would be really bad. That'd be really funny. Like literally, draw draw a shot from like Star Wars or something, (sighs) and it would be like shitty stick figures. Well, that would be if it was from. That would be too easy. Not too easy. Too easy. No, no, no. no. To copy something. I'm just saying I'm just saying something iconic. No, no, no. We have to do it like in front of each other, like right now. Yeah, no, but even iconic would be it's gotta be something because what I struggle Wait, with why? is like coming from your own head mm. to get the idea across. Cause like, what the hell is that? That's why it would be funny. 
I've seen like awesome. trends of like drawing Pokemon from memory, and like I love it's it's so funny. Oh, from that, memory, yeah. yeah. That's funny. We should tr- we should do that right now. Yeah, yeah. Without we, looking at the reference. Yeah, we should we should all try and draw a Pikachu. Oh, I I I would be really good at it. I know that's what would be funny about it. Yeah, that'd be really funny. Like, we'd probably suck at it. All right, maybe if we have time at the end, that'll be our game. That'd be fun. That yeah. would be a fun game to do. Mm-hmm. We'll see if I we remember that. <laughs> I just uh, played through uh, RCS, so it's like fresh in my mind. Oh, how'd you like it? It was great. <laughs> it was oh, amazing. I now, can't believe they're still making Pokemon games. I know. They just had a trailer for another for the new one. No, I thought the other one just came out. It did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> they're putting two, it's like almost three games out in like in a year. I think it will be three games if because yeah. like Diamond, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl came out like in December, didn't it? Yeah, it was like November, December. So then, yeah. if they come out with another game in November, that's three Pokemon games in one year. Like, too many. It's pretty crazy. Speaking of Pokemon, because uh, Abby, you're you're saying your not your backstory, I guess, but sort of like your origin of how you got started drawing or kind of what you were trying to capture with the toads and stuff. It mm-hmm. reminds me of how of is it? I forget the artist who created Pokemon. Uh, Ken Sugimori is he the sure. I mean, he's the he's the original artist for like the po- for Pokemon or the guy who created Pokemon. I don't know the guy Miyazaki? who made Pokemon. No, Miyazaki's the no Ghibli. Oh, geez, <laughs> edit this part out. <laughs> What's your question again? My question was, uh, what are your inspirations for your art? Oh man, um, well, I did actually. Pokemon is a huge thing. I mean, when I was little, I wanted to be like a Pokemon field researcher. Also, why Legends Arceus is like the, one of my dream games. Um, but I'm like, I want to go out, find Pokemon, find new types of animals. That's when I believed Pokemon were real, which is like, well, I was like 16, but um, <laughs> last year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, believe that they were, they are. You're right, you're right. Okay, okay, it's okay, Michael. Um, but I would make my own Pokemon cards and like <laughs> draw draw my own Pokemon. <laughs> um, Mike is freaking out right now that Pokemon <laughs> are not actually real. We just, you shattered his whole worldview. But I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like sitting on my deck um, with like Aaron and Sean, the whole ha- all the Hackett family. And um, we'd draw like the po- we'd make our own Pokemon cards and then tape it over like the energy cards that come in a deck because like we're not using the energy Who needs cards. That? No one needs. No that. one plays the games. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we like I have like a bunch of like original Pokemon cards from Abito's originals. Um, It'd be hilarious if you because <laughs> you have seen like how Pokemon cards are being sold like the original ones are being sold for so much money. It'd be I so sold, funny. I I have a distinct memory of uh, us selling a huge book at a garage oh, sale like, for like five yeah. bucks probably. Yep. Right? Yeah. Long time ago, me and my sister had a bunch. I, everyone's got that story, you know. It'd be so funny <laughs> if you said, "Oh yeah, we slapped on our own drawings onto like first edition like, cars horses." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> For 50 grand or something put scotch tape over it <laughs> yeah. to like tape the paper on <laughs> um but yeah pokemon is definitely like a big inspiration because i just i always thought it was cool to like discover creatures and now i'm doing that with like different types of mushrooms like different mushlings like yeah well well, well right it's like you're almost making your own creatures yeah. now you have all your own characters this is like the exact same idea yeah it's crazy you know? <laughs> like but like literally you that's mm-hmm. ah, wild man now what when you were Are doing- you gonna make cards uh, I would love to make like a tarot deck. Um, that would be so fun. It's, yeah. it's a lot of work. So maybe once I finish like uh, the art for like Micellium. Even playing card decks. I'd buy that. Yeah, that'd be cool. While we're still on Pokemon, I was just remembering uh, all the stories that came out on the news when Pokemon Go came out mm. a couple of years ago. I distinctly remember 
but you guys probably heard of this too about the the I don't know how old they were. I think there were kids that stumbled upon like a dead body or something oh while while looking for a Pokemon. <laughs> and like that was the whole story is like Pokemon Go like murder case. Oh my god. Because <laughs> that's how they came upon the bu- Oh yeah. And like, you know, kids fly- uh, climbing fences and like yeah. doing all kinds of illegal shit. <laughs> me, me and Eric did that. Not not the illegal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. But we did, uh, we played that hardcore. We would go for walks around Indian fields, walled like the the town, not the town over the 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 community over. We would go walk around mm-hmm. and like late at night, we'd walk all the way down to the YMCA <laughs> and back. Other people walking around, like yeah. swiping on their phone or like throwing the Pokeball. They're swiping up like as they're walking, and we're like, it's like two a.m. in the middle of like a neighborhood. Yeah. And you're like, they're playing Pokemon. Actually, like, me and Eric, we did get stopped by the, we did get talked to by the cops because yeah. we were drove, we were driving around at night doing gym battles. And we had our neighbor, James, at the time, I think he was like 15. And the cop, we were trying to explain to the cop that we're playing Pokemon on our phones and that this is a gym <laughs> and that we're not trespassing. And he was coincidentally there for something else. He wasn't there for us. He was there because there was two people trespassing. Whoa. And he was trying to find those people to get them out. And he thought that oh, they were with us. just playing Pokemon, I swear. He thought the two people that were, they were with us, like we were sitting there waiting for them or whatever. He was. He was a jerk because he kept asking James. He was kept like bullying James because he was the youngest there. He made James call his parents <laughs> to tell his parents where he is. It was so bizarre. <laughs> he eventually just let us go. Mm. But he was a jerk. That Pokemon almost got us in trouble. <laughs> my <Wait>. story. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Was, uh, my brother was telling me about because him, uh, my brother and his friends recently like got back into Pokemon Go, and one of his friends. Um, has a restraining order against a guy because the guy is so obsessed with like maintaining power of a certain gym like in the neighborhood and like so like they'll but like they're both like really really high levels in Pokemon Go like like one of the they're either like I don't know if there's a max level but they're like near the top um and they like will drive to the gym and the guy will like the guy he got a restraining order against will like drive near them and just glare at them the whole time and like it's just like <laughs> are you kidding me man and one time he like approached the car and was banging on their oh window God. like it's just like it's crazy like i don't know it's my gym <laughs> i almost feel bad it's just a game man <laughs> Not to me. Get out of here, kids. <laughs> it's like flashes a gun. <laughs> this is all I have. That would go on the this is this that's is all, all I have. have. <laughs> this is the last thing. I will not let it go. I will die in this hill. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But they've tried like every I think the guy has like some kind of I don't know if it's a VPN, but my Gage was saying like it's something that he can always he can like get oh he can spoof it or yeah yeah that's what it is he can get notified when the gyms get under attack so like he'll like buff his pokemon so it doesn't get taken over but then i guess their gage's friend changed his name to be something almost exactly the same (gasps) as what the gym leader was so like he didn't notice for a while just trolling this one guy (laughs) (laughs) he's like he is that probably the only game he plays i would think so i don't know people get people get weird yeah. Did you know that? We're <laughs> <laughs> all a little weird, though. <laughs> what are some ideas you, you know, you that you want to expand and bring the world to life and bring, you know, I guess, 
let people in more or like expand the brand or mm-hmm. expand the the mushlings? What are some of your ideas? I mean, I definitely want to do more animations. It's just the only problem is they take so long to make. Like, I'll, if I want to get an animation done, um, I probably if I'm working on it, it, would, it usually takes like twenty to thirty hours, even for like. I mean, I think I'm getting a lot quicker. It depends on what I'm animating, but like the ones that have like the full backgrounds and it's like more, I guess, like a cinematic animation, like it almost like you took it from like a clip of a movie, like those take a really long time, even though they're just like five seconds. But I would love to do more of those actually have one in mind that I want to do because like I'm trying to find like if I hear a sound on like TikTok or just like a like either a song or just a sound, I want to key like I I save them for future reference of what I want to animate to it. So I was actually hoping like either this week or next week to come up with like a new animation because there was like a just like a cute little piano song that I heard. I'm like, I could make I like kind of just like an image popped in my mind of like a mushling in like a flowery field. And I'm like, I want to do that. So I kind of just take my inspiration from everyday things, I guess. <laughs> Whatever is interested in me. <laughs> everyday things. <laughs> you know <laughs> I don't know. Like, or, uh, if I'm playing a video game, I'll want to draw like based on that, like the Elden yeah. Ring animation. I'm like, my weekend was consumed by Elden Ring, so I'm like, let me draw a mushling playing Elden Ring and dying. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> When's the book coming out? Storybook. Uh, I don't honestly. I don't know if I'm gonna. What kind of book. The children's book. I get, like that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Oh, it's actually like one of her early ideas was to make a children's book. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't. I, so like that, I wanted to do like all watercolor paintings for, and I feel like it might have, it might evolve into something else because I do really want to make like a mushling field guide, like a mu- or a mushroom field guide, basically, but mushlings. Um, so I, I think once I finish the art for mycelium, I'll start doing that. Ooh, name drop. Mycelium. What's mycelium? Uh, I don't know. It is a. <laughs> A mushling board Actually, I game. I don't think Chris knows. Chris has never. Yeah, you uh, told me about it. I've told you about it. <laughs> For all the viewers, Mycelium, the new mushling board game based on uh, how mushrooms kind of inter- exist in a forest. That's what we kind of. Inter- yeah, no, Mike was telling me a little bit about um, you're working on it with Eric, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's the mastermind. <laughs> the mastermind? Yes. How do you even go about creating a board game i don't even know like that's something i could never do like but he's so good at it like he has so many like cool ideas for um a bunch of different games and his but like he's kind of similar to me in the sense like i draw what i want to have on my wall and he's making games that he wants to play that don't exist so i think like that's why there's so much fun even like in the early stages when the rules are kind of broken like this idea seems so so good and mycelium kind of worked out from the start like we didn't we haven't made many changes at all which is like very rare in the uh the board game design process i mean he could tell you more about it because like i'm just kind (laughs) of he'll he'll ramble to me about what's going on and i'm like that sounds good (laughs) but then we'll play test it um and it works out really well but like this game kind of came about we're like we want to make a mushling game because um, I have like the following to help it get started on Kickstarter. And if we think it can get really big, if it was good. Um, so like, we're like, how do mushrooms, what do they do? Like, what even, what do they, how are, like, what do they do in nature? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. All right. <laughs> and so I was like, well, they, uh, there's like a mycelium network underneath where they, how they like communicate and like bring nutrients around like trees will use mycelium networks to transfer nutrients throughout the forest and that's kind of like the the basis of the game is you're trying to get nutrients from the different trees back to your 
I guess like your mushling kingdom, like your your player tree, um, and, like the first to get oh god, ten nutrients. <laughs> I haven't played in a while. Is it kind of like a team based thing, or um, is it like strictly like one person? So it's, it's one person. Other? Okay. Yeah. Um, but you can like there's like battling, like you're placing your you're expanding your mushroom network, your mycelium network, like by placing paths. Oh, you're trying cool. to get to different locations on the board. To, okay, I see it. Um, a little bit it. like a little bit like Catan is like okay. the closest. Like yeah, but then there's like a lot of added elements that um, make it like pretty different too. Yeah, no, it's cool. That's wild. I, I can't even fathom trying to come up with something that like yeah. people would enjoy like playing as an activity. That's like yeah, we've I've, next level. I think I've played it twice. I think Abby's probably played it a lot <laughs> with Eric. And then you guys actually went down to Philly to play it too. Yeah, to play right? us. Yeah, what what was that about? Um, was, was it some was kind just, of convention? Or yeah, it was a board. It's like uh, PAX Unplugged. So it's the I guess one of the biggest uh, board game conventions in the United States. Wow. Um, and so we're like, yeah, let's just. Well, first we we're gonna go just just uh, to see what it was like and see what the booze are like. And then we saw it was fifteen dollars for a table to play test your game for the day and or for a couple hours. And we're like, why not try it? And Miscellium's ready for some play testing. Um, and then we went down and played. It was it was a lot of fun. We had like three groups come in and uh, play with us, and they all really liked it. Um, yeah, it worked out pretty well. And you had somebody rec somebody so recognized cool. Abby Toad. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's so let's cool. go. That must have been so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I was so I for some reason like I get so nervous about like I I'll be honest like I threw up like six times before we even like no anybody even came to the table oh like I'm God. like why am I nervous I'm not like I want to do art shows and have booths but I'm like dreading what like yeah I, um, I don't know like, I want to no, meet people yeah, but yeah, yeah. for some reason my body's like you don't want to do this right now. <laughs> 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 I think that's one of the things is like once you get into it, it's fine. But yeah, like but the anticipation but, yeah. of it is like a weird thing. Yeah, once people were there, I was like completely. Oh fine, yeah, once but... you're vibing, you're vibing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I feel, like... I feel kind of the same way with our stuff with like presenting uh, films to people and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Is like, oh, what are people going to think? But then once you start talking about it, um, when it, us, I'm sure you're the same way. Talking about the things that you love to do, effortless. Absolutely effortless talking with people. Um, but it's the anticipation is like, what are people going to think, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't watch it now. Watch it when you go home, when I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, did, you, did we hear anything about uh, festivals yet? Uh, no, I think the first one is, uh, the first two are in April. Okay, cool. The first two to let us know are in April for ManCow. Yeah, we Ooh. submitted to 10 festivals for ManCow. Amazing. Um See what happens. Yeah, they happen throughout the whole year for the most part. Actually, I yeah, think the, yeah, yeah. I knew that some of them were long timelines, yeah. but I figured it. it Is there a best soundtrack? There, like a best like original score. <laughs> we, didn't do, we didn't submit any for that. No, but we <gasps> joked about that. I think actually. Yeah, we did. We yeah. did. Should should have. We actually we still should, can. We actually should put the song because we have Omega. Chris wrote the soundtrack to Omega, one of our lightsaber oh, duels, God. a long time ago. Um that soundtrack exists on a YouTube video. You can listen to the soundtrack. Mm. We actually, we should do that for Manco. OTS, yeah. Yeah, should. yeah why not? Like Manco video soundtrack, cool. yeah. Oh, thank you. I had <laughs> so much fun writing. I put it on Spotify, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm gearing up to put all my music on Spotify soon. Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah, because I've always written, I mean, I've probably written like 25 like original songs in my life, of which half, I think, are good. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, like the struggles of, 
oh my god some of my i was actually just listening to some of my old old tracks mm -hmm. that were like the lyrics are so bad <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah some of my recent stuff i'm like actually super happy with so i'm That's like so oh cool. put it on spotify see see who uh who listens and just have it there for like ever hopefully you use know? it in a tiktok <laughs> trying to find something to well the last two songs that chris that chris showed me are really good mm. and vastly different one's a ukulele more upbeat boppy yeah, thing and the other one is the, the other song you showed me i was like is that even chris i didn't know it was chris's voice he didn't believe country. that i didn't believe singing. it was him oh wow yeah, it's, a, it's a country song. it's more like country-ish yeah it's interesting that's kind of my vibe too i mean you probably put because i have another song that's like almost has like electronic vibes so I like just experimenting with like everything. So it's going to be kind of an eclectic album. And also the album would have songs I've written five years ago mm -hmm. and songs I wrote like last month. Mm -hmm. So it's like the vibes are kind of all over the place, which I kind of like because yeah. it's like each each song's a little different, you know. So exciting! I took a music theory class, and I can I, I love music and I love playing music, but I can never ever write a song. Like I don't know how people do it. It's just like another level of like genius. Well, so you know, you know what I found out is so. I mean, it's, it's so cliche, but for me, it's just so true. Of, uh, so the first song I ever wrote that I really liked was about heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Right? It's because something that everyone kind of goes through, and mm -hmm. it's the song is a way for you to express what you feel. And so I came up with some really good lines and I was like, oh man, this is like actually a pretty good song because I think it's like relatable. And then for a while, uh, I couldn't come up with anything. Like I, I hadn't written a song in like two years. Guess when the next song I, I wrote, which is the one you heard, was about this new relationship that mm -hmm. I'm in the midst of, of mm -hmm. like, it's it's like, it's so weird and for, for me. And I think for a lot of people, it's like, you express what's going on in your life through your music and that's just how it comes out <laughs> like all of a sudden it just starts pouring out of you and it's uh yeah mm -hmm. it's interesting okay so abby can you if you murder jackie i'll have heartbreak and that way i can be a famous musician yeah, yeah. She it's what she would want <laughs> it's what you would want god rest her soul <laughs> <laughs> at least i'll have mo oh if you want to give us both heartbreak. Jesus Christ. <laughs> is that what you mean? You'll thank me later. <laughs> is, that, is that what you meant? When you're a famous artist. Because <laughs> you're dog talk. <laughs> Jackie, don't listen to this episode. Yeah, don't listen to this part. Or we would turn into John Wick. Oh, mm, then we come right. for you. Oh, man. <laughs> come for you and your whole family. <laughs> Do you guys make yourself uh, cry? Do you think? I think it has to be on the mindset. I'm pretty sure I, I, I like can talk about certain things that will okay. make me cry. There you go. All right. Well, that's one way to do it, right? Mm -hmm. I can make Abby cry. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're asking. Cut it. Just cut it off there. That's how the episode ends. <laughs> I could, don't worry. I can make her cry. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to see? I want to know. I'm curious. Well, I don't know. I'm on the spot. I'm, I'm being filmed right now. <laughs> It'd be weird, but... Uh, <laughs> I feel like beforehand. <laughs> Tell, what, what is it? There's a story, not a story, but there's an old man that lives across the street from my parents that if if I talk about him too much, <laughs> what? it'll make Abby cry. <laughs> I don't understand any he of this. He just walks so slow to the mailbox and he's all alone. <laughs> he lives sad. alone in his house. <laughs> He used to, his wife used to live there, but she got too too ill to uh she got too 
No, she couldn't. Ed? She couldn't walk up the stairs a few times. I had to go over there a few times and like help pick her up uh, from falling and stuff. But now she lives. She lives in a home, right? And uh, he's there completely by himself. His kids visit him sometimes, but he goes. He used to go for walks all the time, but he can't anymore. I don't mm-hmm. think. But he does go get his mail, and uh, he's really old. He's always very nice. He always waves to us, but his wife isn't doing so well. Actually, I think she might have passed away. Mm. <laughs> Here come the tears. <laughs> Now it's not only does he live alone, but he's completely alone. <laughs> oh. I made him a Christmas card last year because I felt bad. I'm like, well, I'm making Christmas oh, cards, nice and then you. and then I start crying because I think about how he's alone. And I'm like, I should make him one too. <laughs> I'm like, he doesn't know me, Man, but right. it's okay. This is the this is the yeah, that's the secret weapon. If we ever need to make you cry for some reason, old people. If the world depended on it. Until you make it. Sponsored by Goldfish. When you're... Yeah, they already have a slogan. I forgot. <laughs> they already have a slogan. <laughs> 100% real cheddar. They already have like one of the most like popular slogans in the world. And here I am trying to come up with something <laughs> off the hand. Sell by 2022. <laughs> oh, that's, that's okay. Sure. Oh, I actually forgot what year it was. <laughs> <laughs> Sell by August 10th. Wait, January, February, March, so by uh, the one before August uh, 10th. July. July. <laughs> Just... <laughs> we did it. We know the months. Listen, can you, I, I, I still can't do that, like, offhand. Like, what you number is what month? Really? It just never comes up that often. <laughs> you write the, how do you write your dates on paper? I don't know what day it is today. No, no, but do you write month, day, year? Yeah, I'm not European. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Wait, what's what's your point though? You don't know the numbers that are associated with the month? No, I just uh, I mean I know some of them, but like the middle ones are weird. You know when you were born? Okay, I'll give you. I can get like one through three and nine through twelve. <laughs> the rest is just so like, like I don't four, know. five, six, seven kind of throw you off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess, okay, that's fair. Do you have anyone that you know whose birthday is in May? Because that's how I know May, because Eric's born in May. I mean, probably. I, see, I'm not, I don't know many people's birthdays. Oh, well, that's... But just like, I don't remember people's eye colors. Like, I don't have a me- good memory for that. I don't stuff. really remember people's eye colors. Do you remember, how, what's your opinion on this? We were talking about uh, this the other day. I can remember eye colors pretty easily, because I feel like that's like one of the first I things I noticed about I, people. I, I, Dated this girl a while ago for two years, and I couldn't have told you her eye color. Eric can't tell you my eye color, but okay. only no, but only because he does. Oh, he he jokes that they're green, but I think I don't know if he knows they're blue. Is he colorblind? Yeah, oh, that that'd be a hell of a colorblindness. I don't know. They're blue, but he always says they're green, and we like j- we joke about it. But they're blue, but they have like yellow around like the pupil. So it's like if you mix them together, then yeah. It would Do you be think green. if you said if you said brown, what percentage of the time right would you be? Because aren't isn't it like half of oh, eye color is like brown or something? Blue is the recessive gene. I know that. Yeah, blue's blue's pretty on the rarer side, right? Isn't it? I I so feel like it's like three quarters like... of people have like brown eyes. So I'm not sure if that's true. Yeah, yeah. it seems right though, because yeah. yeah. This is why we need somebody who's not on the show so that they can look up these things. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us if we're right or wrong. Like the who invented Pokemon? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's just interesting. Like I don't remember small details like mm-hmm. that. It's weird. Eric needs glasses, though, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he does. <laughs> he won't admit it. And actually, he will admit it. He admits it. He just he doesn't want to do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs>
Have you guys ever been on a seaplane? Is that the ones that go take off and land on water, right? Yeah, so I was just on one for the first time when I went on this trip, which actually we have to fucking talk about. Wait, we didn't trip. talk about Oh my these. God, I completely forgot. We teased it on the last episode, and then I never oh, yeah, talked, about talked about it. <laughs> but anyway, before we get into that, I so full disclosure, I went to the Maldives for two weeks, about. Uh, I just got back like last week, which is, seems crazy. I can't believe it's over already, but... um so uh i went there for work i was i was shooting stuff with the the resort um i went with a crew of about 10 other people and we were shooting all kinds of stuff for the social media page for uh the resort there in the maldives and i'm fine with airplanes and everything like that but when i found out i had to go on a seaplane which is like a seating 10 people you know, I've never been on a plane that small before, so I was mm-hmm. I was like mildly like, okay, this is gonna be like maybe a little strange. I hope it's not too rough of a ride, you know, if it's like a bumpy or whatever. And what I learned is that I don't know if it was just like the weather conditions being like absolutely perfect, but it's the smoothest airplane I've ever I mean, been on. So cool. Really, taking off, landing, you barely felt it. Hmm. It was huh. it felt smoother than a regular airplane. <laughs> it's so weird. I guess because the water isn't hard. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't. Yeah. T- I was so I was ready for it. it was, I would think coming in, and then like and then I d- like, I didn't even tell. I was like, wait, we're down already. Like it was over before you, you knew it. And and taking off too was so cool. How you, fast does it feel? It feels like you're going really fucking fast really? <laughs> when you're going, when you're about to take off. Like doing it for the first time, I was like gripping my seat a little bit, like ready for like is the it pole closed. Like is it a, like closed? Like his helicopters yeah, totally have like closed. open doors, right? Or, I, or some do, I or is that just in movies? No, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then, um, and then the pilots actually it was so funny. I was up in the uh, front seat, so I could see like right into the pilots and all their stuff, which was cool. They were like, "Hey, you want to fly?" And uh, <laughs> I wish. And then I, I looked down, and the pilot he had sandals on, but <laughs> he wasn't wearing the sandals. He was flying barefoot. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, these are some island people," you know. <laughs> what was my other? Oh. Oh, my other favorite story to tell. I actually forgot to tell people this because it was like the second night. We were up. We were the first island I went to was this tiny, tiny little island called Vila Reef. You could walk the outside of the island. You could walk the the circumference of the island in ten or fifteen minutes. Oh wow! So tiny. you could walk the whole thing. <laughs> it, it's so weird. Like you're like, how does this not get covered by ocean? Like mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's, it's like the second night we're there or something, and I wanted to shoot um, the moonrise because I timed it out. The moonrise was going to happen at like midnight, mm-hmm. so you're going to be able to see. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Our friend has a like a 300 mil lens. I was going to pop on and uh, get the moon like super huge. But um, so I go back to our villa or whatever, which is like right next to the water, absolutely gorgeous. And uh, I pop out in the sand, but I could see in the distance it's cloudy. So I was like, ah, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to shoot the moon tonight. Um, so I, w- I was looking and seeing if I could see any peak of the moon coming out when all of a sudden I noticed on the ground, I noticed like these little specks, it, they looked like glowing rocks and I was all confused. I, th- I thought I was seeing things and like these rocks were like strangely glowing. So I, I, I go back into Ryan and I go, well, there's no moon, but there's these weird fucking glowing rocks on the beach. <laughs> you want to come check it out? And he goes, what did you just say? He looks at me all. I was like, 
uh, rocks glowing for some reason. And he goes, you see them. You see that he's on a work call. He throws his phone onto the bed, (laughs) completely ignoring the work call and runs out to me. It was fucking bioluminescent uh, algae. Yeah. So so cool. And we go out and slowly more and more are coming on. And you doesn't it light up when you like splash the water? They all light up. Wow, it's so cool. And we, so I texted the group with like our 10 other people there. Some people are on the other side of the island uh, and they weren't over there. No, it's only a 10 minute walk. So <laughs> they, they all came rushing over and we found this one section where there were, I mean, not quite thousands, but hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. Just like, so so all of a sudden we, we all turned into three-year-olds where we're all splashing the water <laughs> and like, and we're trying to film it. Like, like you were saying, do you have yeah. footage of it? And they they're so dim mm-hmm. that it's hard, honestly hard to be picked up by a camera, even though there's like so many of them yeah. around. Um, so it really is just something with the naked eye that's like easier to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently um, it was a rare time of year for this to happen. Oh, wow. So like we kind of like got lucky, I guess. That's so cool. I, I don't know. It was just one of those like little magical things where if I didn't go out to try and see the moon, like we would have never saw it, mm-hmm. and we never saw them again. They weren't at any of the other islands. It's really cool. so. That is my fun little magical story. Wow. From the Vi- Maldives, bioluminescent stuff is just like crazy. That we we're so lucky that we even get like fireflies by us, and like I feel like there's a lot less and more. Like each year, I see less and less of them, but it's just like so crazy that like an animal adapted to glow, like, and we see that like that's something that would that could easily not exist, and we would just have it in like sci-fi movies or something right yeah <laughs> and the fact that we get them like in our backyard is just unbelievable they're I, was it they are going extinct in a way I remember back, back in the day when you used to drive your car at night and you'd come home your your front grill in the front of your car would be covered in dead bugs mm. your windshield would be covered in dead bugs your girlfriend would be covered in dead bugs if you drive around at night if you drive around at night today you nothing you don't get that mm. uh it has something to do with like the way, like we are killing off like different species of like insects. Everything, yeah. <laughs> everything that is on humans because humans suck. Is it because we're killing the planet? I wonder. <laughs> I forget exactly what is causing it, but we are like I don't know if it's like just the pollutants or things that we're using to mm. bug repellent stuff, but we're destroying the this population of insects, fireflies included. There used mm. to be way more. Like yeah. when I was a kid. And you go into the backyard, especially our backyard at my parents' house, like, yeah, yeah. oh my God, be, the whole backyard is like a sea. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like a specific like mating season though too. Like uh, if you go to like the Vernon boardwalk, we went one night because we were, we're, it was like midnight or like 1 a.m. and it had just rained. So like, it was like really like misty and the air was really humid. And we're like, oh, let's go on the, let's go on the boardwalk. Let's just go uh, hi- hiking in the middle of the night no it's fine um so we're like walking though and we get to one section of the boardwalk where it's like just like the steer on the boardwalk and it's like all the swamp but there was like a single tree in the middle of the swamp and there was there were thousands of fireflies like, i've never seen so many in my life and like it looked like a almost like a time lapse of like a city at night how like all the lights kind of move but they were like all around like moving up the tree and it looked like it was like some kind of like light show or yeah, something like it was so yeah. cool is it mating season is like a giant orgy <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically giant it's beautiful though the be- most beautiful, beautiful thing you'll ever see is a firefly orgy <laughs> i've seen a lot of orgies so I- i'll sounds pretty electric <laughs> it wasn't even like 
Yeah. Close. Because <laughs> they're not, they don't, I mean, it's not really electricity, but mm-hmm. close enough. My mom used to murder fireflies. She used to we, we talked about this on the show, remember? Because oh, my mom did the same thing. Where they would squish them. Yeah, she would squish them and draw. My mom would draw with them. Let's kill animals and use their blood for fucking, like... (laughs) For art. (laughs) For very, very temporary art. (laughs) Do you guys want to play a game? I like games. I know you like games. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alright, well, I'll leave it up to... Um, oh, do we? Do you want me to try and find some pieces of paper so that we can sketch <laughs> Pokemon, or do you want to play the uh, lightning round game that we haven't done in a while? Oh, that's so cool. a game. The, light, lightning, the round? lightning round game is where I ask. Well, we get, we take turns and we ask each other questions and we have to give an answer as quick as possible, no matter how fast. Let's do that. And for for the audio, it'd probably be more. I do. Fun. I would yeah. love. To, I like drawing, but we can do both. We can do both. We'll do. We'll do next time you're on the show. We'll do drawing. Mm-hmm. All right, let me get up the... Well, eventually we'll have Eric on the show for... That's right. Yes. When the when Mycelium goes on Kickstarter. <laughs> I can't wait. I have so much more art to do, but I'm excited. Yeah, you have a lot of art to do. It's like... Because like, I feel like the characters are a big part, and I think for the backgrounds of the cards, I can like make one big background image and like mm. use it for like three or four different ones. Like I'm thinking like the wizards will have their own background and kind of like it'll fit... You'll know you have a wizard card because that like it'll have that kind of color scheme. Did you design the back of the cards yet too? Are you didn't get there yet? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but the back of cards, it's like one backing what the, or two backings. But the board itself, because I'm sure the board is gonna be no. super detailed and intricate. Because well, I, if it's I, anything I, like uh, what's the inspiration game with the animals? Root. And root. Yeah, I mean, root actually, it's they kind of like I don't. You can't have it too complicated because then it's like too much on the board. So like. I'm like trying to, I'm like looking at Root for inspiration and then also um, Photosynthesis, which is like a game about trees. So I'm like, I just need something like, it's got to look like a forest floor almost. Like Okay. So. All right. All right. Lightning round. A hundred questions to ask kids. Oh, okay. This is, this is good. That's good. I'm a child. More, more please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Abby, what is love? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh... It's feeling at home with a person. Incorrect. Number two. <laughs> what scares you? Oh, clowns. What is happiness? Uh, <laughs> These are so like deep for her. What is, <laughs> I know. Is happiness something that I can't say brings you joy? Like, it brings uh, <laughs> <me happy. laughs> uh, what is <laughs> what? Uh, Mike? How would you describe God? <laughs> He's the big, the big man upstairs. <laughs> what? Why is that number three? That's what I would ask. That's what I ask kids every day. Describe yeah. God. <laughs> That's the only time I, <laughs> thing I say to kids. I don't know how to talk to children. <laughs> if you had one superpower, what would it be? Oh, uh, mind reading. What's the best way to make someone smile? To laugh. If you're an inventor, what would you invent? An inventor? Uh, uh, a teleporter. If you could make up a holiday, what would it be? Double Christmas. <laughs> do, do, uh, does it matter if a person lies? Uh, it depends on the situation, I think. Yeah. If you could, if you would only have one wish, what would it be? Uh, oh, to wish. All right, here we go. 
I've always thought about this question. It's to wish to be like Goku from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> 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 all right, let's let Ab ask some questions. All right, all right. Uh, all right. Uh, if you discovered a new planet, what would you name it? Paranus. The penis uh, in Uranus. <laughs> Chris, what is your favorite thing that we do together as a family? <laughs> uh, pumpkin picking. <laughs> I gotta skip this year. Um, That's sad. Michael, what type of home do you want to live in when you grow up? <laughs> One with doors. <laughs> That's a fair point. Chris, if you had a date with mom, dad, what would you do together? What the fuck is that? <laughs> this, is what, this is what I ask for. This when I ask children. Would you be wanted to date your parents? <laughs> <laughs> oh god Michael if a friend wanted to give up on something he's been working hard on how would you motivate him to keep going slap him slap him nice um I reached the bottom of the list I didn't ask them all, <laughs> all right. I was skimming them man the questions today they were like some of them were hard hitting <laughs> <laughs> What is, what is love? I really don't know how to who describe is what describe is happiness. God for me. <laughs> God to be. How would you date your dad? <laughs> <laughs> describe your God. <laughs> what are your questions to ask before marriage? Nah, I think we're done. I think we're good. <laughs> I think I'm done with questions. <laughs> Except, what does this be? What? I don't think they use the right word. What values do you want to install in your children? I think it's instill, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> not my children. Download not robots. To your yeah. robot kids. I'm reading this right, right? Yeah. Yeah. What values do you want to install in your children's hard drives? <laughs> my, pro my parents installed uh, me with our antivirus, McAfee <laughs> antivirus. <laughs> All right, I'm done. That's the end. We can end with a. Uh, uh, Abby, where can people find out more about you and you your can work? Find me on Instagram, Abby.toads. Find me on TikTok, Abby Toads. You find me on Etsy, Abby Toads. Uh, <laughs> uh, where can I buy one of these? You can find me at my or... house. Not really, but please oh, don't. <laughs> don't. You can come to my house, but don't don't do but that. I wouldn't ever. like that. My dog would probably bark at you. Uh oh. Um, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, where can I buy your sweatshirts? Yeah. Um, I got a bonfire account, and I also have, uh, they're on Etsy, bonfire. They're slightly different variations of the shirts, but I figure I'll have both and offer both options, because why not? <laughs> what exciting thing do you have upcoming that is like a secret project you can't tell us about? What's coming out soon? I'm bad at secrets, but I think I've already, I don't think I've had any, I don't think I've had any secrets that not, no, that nobody knows about, but... Um, I guess I've had a lot of questions about mushling plushies, so Ooh. there could be another one in the works, folks. Yay. <laughs> we'll see. I can't wait to get mine. Yeah, they should be. for those who did order, they're coming in May. Hopefully, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna put it right on that shelf over there, right behind you. Ooh, right next cute. to the liquor. <laughs> Good spot. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't have an alcoholic mushling yet. <laughs> Oh, you could do like a pirate, a pirate mushling who's like mm. just drunk all the time. Yeah, <laughs> peg leg. Have you done? One I have. I have one with a. Yeah, peg I thought. Leg I thought you might have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
or just a ra- or like a yeah, or like a raging alcoholic who's like it's rich. <laughs> yeah, beer gut, the, the wife beater, the you know Everyone. stains everywhere, and just just sad, sad existence of a mushling. Terrible. But the other ones will be better. They they'll try to they'll be there for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his buddies, his other mushling buddies would be there for him, but not his not his ex wife. Yeah. yeah, I mean for his family, he'd literally be better off uh, dead. <laughs> Six feet under. <laughs> Down in the mycelium network. No, the mushrooms live thousands of years. They're not like regular mushrooms. Uh, that's, 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 that sounds bad for his ex-wife. <laughs> so this is the... That's the new character you're going to work on for All us. Right. These are the stories you can create and find at Aptos. <laughs> <laughs> create your own mushroom. Oh, create your own mushroom. Oh, yeah. You could do like a Build-A-Bear like a, workshop. Yeah. For oh, yeah, Build-A-Bear. Build-A-Mush. Build Well, um, cheers to that, dude. Yeah. Cheers to... Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. (laughs) It's cool. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Just slowly fades out to silence, and then the music comes out. (laughs) For more content, check out Helium Turtle Studios on YouTube, where we post our short films, video tutorials, and behind-the-scenes.